It's time for JT the Brick. What's up, JT? Woo! Hey, JT, how you doing, man? Always great to be with the Brick. But I'm a sports talk host. I talk about multiple topics. Wow, I can go in 10 different directions today. Use the phone like a weapon. Wake up this town. You, the Raider Nation, have an opinion. You got that? I think you all get that. JT the Brick. Talk to JT. I'm on a roll. The out-of-control fans, the passionate fans, do me a favor and surprise me today. We love Las Vegas. When I retire and walk away, you better throw a party. You won't hear from me again. I promise you, unless you touch me on the golf course, get the blank out of here. Put some respect on JT the Brick's name. I'm going to be Mr. Positive. Are you kidding me? Enjoy everything we do, and please always feel welcome to call in and to be a part of the show. Big Boy Radio. Did I miss anything? Are you with me on that? And now, no, no, no. Here's JT the Brick. A devotion to destiny. Misfits to champions. The Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup in 2023. Stanley Cup championship in Golden Knights history comes in their sixth season. The Silver State is home to the greatest silver trophy in all of sports. The mob is behind Aiden Hill's goal. All the players swarming one another, jubilant in celebration. The fans on their feet can't stop. There it is on Golden Knights Radio, Lotus Broadcasting's Golden Knight Radio. Welcome in, everybody. JT live from the studio today with the great Bobby Machado, who ran all the broadcast for the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll all congratulate Bobby today if you call in for all the great work he's done. And wow, what a whirlwind since I got off the air yesterday and finally made it into the studio today with stops all over town. From Omnia to Caesars to the Fortress to everywhere. It was one of the great nights of my life in Vegas as a sports fan. And we're going to have a two-hour recap show along with some special guests who are going to join us today. And I hope to hear from you on what was a magical night last night in Las Vegas as the Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup. And they do it in a blowout, in impressive fashion. They dominate the Florida Panthers. And they turn out to have a dream season After six seasons, congratulations to Mr. Bill Foley, the entire organization, the entire staff, all the players, everybody who works behind the scenes, all of their proud partners, including PTs. I'll get to what they're going to do as they fuel the monologue coming up here, and they're our proud partner. And today is just going to be storytelling for the the next two hours. If you went to the game, if you were outside the game, if you celebrated with friends, call the show. That's what we're doing today, and I bumped into so many people last night who had something great to say, and I hope you have a lot to say today. This is a sports talk radio show in a championship city after a championship last night. As I've told you since the first time you've heard my voice, sound off like you got a pair. Today is the day I expect greatness from you. Sports fans, you know I've been struggling trying to get the hockey fans going on this channel. I think we've done an amazing job behind the scenes here with our partners. They've given us all the great guests. We've been able to recap all this. Today, I am leaning heavy on you because I leaned heavy last night on this city and this crowd, if you know what I'm saying. So let's hear from you at 702-365-9200. I'm going to go to the highlights of the game, the post-game sound. We got a couple of guests lined up, as we always do. Vinny Bonsignor on the Raiders front. So we'll have Raiders content mixed in here today. I was with A.J. Cole, Daniel Carlson, Dave Ziegler, the GM last night at the game. A lot of other friends there. My wife, my sons were outside as they watched it at Toshiba Plaza. And it was a late night with some of my best friends in town here as we were able to celebrate. Something that we never thought we'd have a chance to celebrate if you've been in this town 5, 10, 20, 30 years, 40 years. You're a native of Vegas. You just never thought this could happen. And it did. And it happened pretty quickly because the Golden Knights did one hell of a job building this hockey team and doing it the right way. So the Aces won a championship here. The Golden Knights have one now. You know how hard we're pulling for the Raiders, who will eventually get it done. And all the other teams here, UNLV, the Rebels, when they won their championship uh, this Friday, will be the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame, a big event. 
Want to talk about perfect timing for that gig and that thing to fold because uh, come into place because the parade's going to be on Saturday. We're getting details on the parade here, and as a proud partner, we'll give you all the details throughout all of our different platforms here. So the parade, it looks like Saturday night at 7 o'clock. Imagine what this city's going to look like as details are coming together on this. And then at the Dollar Loan Center Friday night for the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame as we're going to be able to fit in this championship into the program. And if they didn't win last night, we wouldn't have been able to get into the program. So the timing on that is exceptional. So how's everybody feeling today? What do you think? What's the first thing that comes to your mind as a sports fan when you hear the Stanley Cup? What does it mean to you? And again, we're a football station. We get it. I'm not. I'm an all-purpose sports talk host. And last night was magical. It was incredible. I was blessed and honored to have a credential from the organization to be in there and then to have an opportunity to roam all around the building and see so many fans, so many parents with kids, grandparents with their grandkids, family and friends come together and experience something that was just perfect. Uh, Vegas is one hell of a sports city now. We call it the sports and entertainment capital of the world, not only because we have NASCAR, UFC, boxing, everything, the rodeo, everything that we have here that's global, now we have a global hockey team. A global sport where most of the players are from outside this country, and people now look at Vegas legitimately as a real hockey city with a great hockey team. And I think every fan, every season ticket holder, I want to get that here into the monologue. Congratulations to the season ticket holders who stood up and bought tickets in the beginning as people around the country were saying, you're going to pay that? What are you doing? How are you going to get tickets? How much does it cost? Where are you going to park? What are you going to do? And you did it. And I really want to give you a lot of credit today. The fans at the Fortress, the season ticket holders, the heart and soul of this organization here. And I've met so many of the fans along the way. And you really deserve this because you did a hell of a job. The fans turned the Fortress into a home ice advantage. And it's one of the best venues in all of hockey now. And that happened really quickly. So, man, where do I even begin? i got a lot of good stories to tell. A lot of name dropping are going to go on today on the show. If you're not into name dropping, find another show. We got a little bit of that today. And uh, hopefully we'll hear from you on the phone calls because I've been really banging these phones for the last two weeks on hockey. And every other day, it's kind of on and off. We wanted today to be really electric and really loud because we got a lot of people listening as we're the only show on at this time in all of Vegas doing sports talk radio. So people tuning in from all over the country, they want to hear the vibe of Vegas coming off the Stanley Cup and how it affected you personally. Personally, and did it make you a better hockey fan? Did it turn you into a hockey fan? Are you on the bandwagon? Are you still not on the bandwagon? We want to talk to the diehard fans today, the new fans and the fans in Vegas and outside the market as we open up the show. Again, 702-365-9200 as we get going. So last night I got down there pretty early. I got down there about 2, 2.30. Uh, met my buddies over at Beer House, and we were over at the Park MGM. Had a couple of beverages beforehand. Uh, went up, side, up, up, up top, said hi to Gary Lawless, Dan Duva, the play-by-play voices. I like to give him a fist bump before the game. Joe Sands, the engineer, has been a longtime friend of mine. And then went to Hyde, saw Tommy Ippolito. And Nigel and all my friends were up there, and man, that place was rocking. Then I went down to the lower bowl, and I just started walking around. I got there as people were coming inside, and you could just feel the energy. Because last night you were wondering, would they be flat? Would they be ready to go? Would they have their A game? And they obviously had their A game. I thought the Vegas Golden Knights uh, performed in a dominant fashion where they needed in a closeout game to win a championship. They came to play. And Bruce Cassidy, the coach, had this team in the palm of his hands all year long. All year long, he knew when to push this team, when to back off, when to get on him again if he had to win a game. And he needed him last night because Cassidy got fired from the Boston Bruins for not winning the Cup, taking his team to the Cup, and they blamed him. They made the coach a scapegoat, and he was a damn good coach, a really good coach, and they basically let him go because they needed an excuse, and they should have never done that. He could have built a dynasty in Boston. Boston was the best team last year. They were the best team this year, and they threw the coach under the bus, and we got him, and he deserves a lot of credit, and hopefully we're going to get him on the air here in the next couple of days. I want to begin with the first goal from Mark Stone. The captain of the team needed to show up and set the tone, and he did it early. Panthers carried back in, and Aaron drop pass, gathered ahead, still on one, Stone with Stevenson, Stone stops, shoots, he scores! The double fist punch, the high five with White Cloud, the embrace with Stevenson, short-handed goal, Mark Stone gives Vegas a 1-0 lead. 
incredible. A shorthander, a shorty to open it up. The way he handled that puck and pulled it back, it was beautiful. It was unbelievable. Stone, there could be no critics for the captain of the Vegas Golden Knights. He came through in a big way. He put the team on his back to give him the early goal. The game was over at that point. I don't care what the final score was. Stone set the tone. Haig came right behind to give him a 2 nothing lead. Eichel right side. Pulls to the middle. Couldn't get a shot away. Now he does. It's loose at the goal line. Another try. They score! Big pile up. The Knights celebrate a goal. Still cracks in a loose puck. And just now they pull the pile apart. As Barbashev looked like he got it in the face while he was down in the crease. Eventually Nick Hague put it home. It appears the Knights have taken a 2-0 lead. Incredible. They go up 2 nothing. I thought they were going to take the goal off the board. I really did. I thought there was going to be a scrum. You know, there would have been something going on. They would have reviewed it and take the goal away. Next thing you know, they're dropping the puck. It's 2 nothing, And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. They got an opportunity here. We're going to get that goal. And that goal could be the difference in a 2-1 game. I was very surprised. I had to look at the replay, look at it again, and I said, man, let's go. Just start playing again. And that barely... Barely was a goal. You'll take it. 2 nothing here at home. Florida did not go away. You knew Florida was going to answer in the second period. Vegas was up 2 nothing right out of the gate. I was a little bit concerned. Florida gets this one. Arbyshev tried the reverse hit but lost the puck. Goes out high for a shot. Score! From the right point, defenseman Aaron Ekblad gets it through a lot of traffic. Ekblad's second goal of the playoffs. He makes it a one-goal game. Two minutes and 15 seconds into the second period. Yeah, at that point in the game, I'm wondering, okay, is this going to be a war? How long is this going to go? What's going to happen here? I was a little bit concerned at that point in time when they got that goal because I thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. I couldn't have been more wrong with that. Martinez, who's already a cup legend from his time in Los Angeles, what a contributor he's been to this organization, gets a big one. Panthers back to the neutral zone. Steal at center as Eichel lifted a stick. The free puck to Petrangelo in his own zone. Stretch pass. Eichel is in with a cutter. Third man Martinez scores! Alec Martinez, 3-1 Golden Knights. Yeah, that's finally some breathing room there. Then you know that Vegas has got all the momentum back. They didn't let Florida back in the game here in a critical game. Needed that goal. Might have been the most important goal of the game to take all the... I think the flash away and, and the, what we saw with Florida, they had their giddy-up going at that point. They thought they were going to tie the game, and Martinez shut the door. And then Riley Smith, what a career he's had with this organization, how much he's done for this city. He comes through with his biggest goal of his career. Theodore straight on. Theodore to the left circle on the outside. McNabb. Theodore again out high. A wrist shot. Knocked down in front. With Carlson. Now Smith, he scores! Carlson between his own legs. That was excellent. That was another big goal. You knew Riley Smith would end up on this score sheet. He would have to be in the box score because of the you know, the con- contribution he's had from this organization right from the beginning. It was great. But this was about Mark Stone. It was Stone's night on the way to the hat trick. This put him up 5-1. Connects with Stevenson. Charges into the zone. Drop back for Howden. Extra pass. Stone shooting. He scores! And that was it. That's when it was over. Dan Duva, Gary Lawless on all of these calls. What a fantastic broadcast team we have here. To get that goal, that was when it was over. It was over at that point. At that point in the game, I'm in the Maloof box. Joe Maloof, Gavin Maloof, uh, the whole Maloof family was in the box. George Maloof, they invited me in, and I'm there for all these goals. And I'm sitting there with the Maloof family, and they helped bring the team here with Mr. Foley. Big part of that, I reconnected with my great friend Joe Maloof from back in the day, and they were hugging each other as a family at center ice. I'm sitting there with them in this unbelievable box, losing my mind, watching goal after goal after goal. I couldn't believe it. I want to give it to the goaltender, Aiden Hill, the big saves that he made throughout the series. What was he, a third, fourth string goalie at one point? Then he comes in and is dominant in the postseason. Uh, postseason. He was fantastic last night. Another big save. Now at the other end, a drop pass to Claire. Oh my goodness! A glove saved by Hill! No way! No way! Duclair with a goal on his stick. Looked like he had the back of the net right in front of him. Hill reached out to his left and stole it away. 
6-1 at the end of two. Name drop alert. I put out the tweet. So in their intermission, I'm hanging out with Owen Wilson, the actor. He's there. I met him once before. <laughs> we're hanging out there. We're talking. Talking about hockey. He's a diehard hockey fan. He was there. Really excited to have a conversation with him. Game was over. Game was over. I'm there in the concourse, and I'm going up to the club area, talking to friends. Everybody's having a beverage. Game over. Texting my dad back in New York. My 85-year-old dad's up watching it. I'm texting him. Looking out the window. I popped outside. I took a photo on one of those ledges, and the crowd's outside at Toshiba Plaza. I couldn't believe it. The sun not even setting yet, going, how surreal is this? We got a third period to play. You don't have to rush back to your seats. You're not on the edge of your seat wondering what's going to happen. Then Barbashev comes through. What a great pickup. When you think of what this organization did to tweak the team, take me to the barbershop. After the faceoff win for Vegas, an Eichel backhander on goal save. Rebound, they score! Barbashev in front. 7-1 Golden Knights. The party is on in Las Vegas. 7-1. So they get two goals that come back in here and makes it 7-3. But then Mark Stone. We wrap it up here with Mark Stone's hat trick and how important this was for the captain of a championship team, now a Stanley Cup winner. Here's the captain again. Bennett looking cross side. Stone intercepts. This time he sends it down. It'll waffle and go into the goal. It's a hat trick. And the clincher, Mark Stone, the captain, makes it 8-3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period. How great is that that Stone ends up coming through in a big way and he's able to come through and get a hat trick as the captain of this team? And when we were the last interview that he had before he got injured, and when he got injured, I told Bobby here, I go, oh, my God. The last interview he does, he, he comes on our show and then he's injured. I go, oh, well, we the kiss of death here. We interview the captain of the team, and he's hurt, and he's going to be out for a while. And everybody's trying to figure, oh, is he going to come back? When's he going to come back? What's Vegas doing with the cap? Are they parking him into the postseason? Anybody who's been critical of Mark Stone, uh, did he run out of gas? Was he getting old? How what type of shape he would be in? No more critics. He's one of the greats. He will go down in history in this town as the captain of the Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights, and Mark Stone is an absolute legend, and his backstory is incredible, and I'm just happy we've been able to talk to him throughout the years here, and coming here being the captain and delivering a Stanley Cup is a beautiful thing, and he'll be able to say that the rest of his life. As a grandfather, he'll come back to Vegas, wherever he, he might retire here or not. I have no idea, but either way, it's going to be special to see what he does in the future. It's going to be special to see what role he's going to have in the future uh, because he's that special. Let's get to the final call. Dan Duva on the Vegas Golden Knights radio network as Vegas wins the Cup. A devotion to destiny. Misfits to champions. The Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup in 2023. The first Stanley Cup championship in Golden Knights history comes in their sixth season. The Silver State is home to the greatest silver trophy in all of sports. The mob is behind Aiden Hill's goal. All the players swarming one another, jubilant in celebration. The fans on their feet can't stop. That's Dan Tuva on the call, and he had a great final call. You know, that's the goal of every broadcaster when there's a championship. It could be a World Series and NBA Finals like the other night in Denver. You really want to have that buttoned up. And Dan's a hell of a broadcaster, and his calls are always great and fantastic. But for him to have a final call like that, and he knew the game was a blowout. It was 9-3, to three, so it's easy to prepare maybe a little bit ahead of time knowing you're going to have the final call in that game. But this broadcast team led by Dan Duva and this gentleman, Gary Lawless. Gary, first off, as a hockey lifer the way you are, congratulations for all your hard work, insight, what you do on the broadcast, and especially in this community. How you feeling today? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I was on a, I was, my hometown had me on at around five in the morning our time, and then uh, I was on uh, in Toronto at around nine, and I was asked if I would pass a breathalyzer at that time, and I just said 50-50, 50-50. So that's why I didn't drive. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a good night not to drive down to the fortress. Yep. Uh, knowing this was coming probably 
you know, a couple of days ago when you saw the dominance in this series and how Vegas was clearly taking control. How surreal was it for you last night at the end of the second period, before the third period, with a 6-1 lead, knowing that you're going to have a lot of fun on the broadcast, do your job, but a celebration was ensuing? Yeah, about halfway through the third period, uh, Dan Duva said, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> pardon me, sorry no, about that. No problem. Dan Duva said, uh, they're going to do it. They're going to do it, folks. And uh, and I was kind of, I kind of, you know, looked sideways at him like, really? We're going to say this? Because, <laughs> you know, and Dan does a wonderful job. He's, uh, for my money, he's, he's the best at what he does. He's mm-hmm. tremendous. He really puts a lot of work into it, and, uh, and it shows. And uh, you know, he, he felt the moment and wanted to paint that picture. And, uh, and, and looking back now, it was, it was the right thing to do, but uh, you know, you used to your mind. You know, you want to still describe what's what's happening in front of you, but you also your mind starts to wander and go to different places, and you're thinking about people. And uh, you know, I came to this organization. I got my first day of work here was June seventh of 2017, mm. and there was no palatial city national arena. There, I, I worked in an office. Uh, I would say it was about uh, eight feet by six, eight, eight by sixteen. There were seven of us in that office. So they, had, they had like like counters around the edge of the of the like it, a ring of of ledge around the office. We all had chairs that had a little spot against that ledge. Like if somebody brought in a sub that had onions on it, everybody <laughs> smelled like onions after. You know what I mean? It was. Uh, um, so yeah, I was thinking about a lot of those people and, and those experiences and, uh, I, you know, I, I flashed on, uh, on October one for, for a moment, obviously. And, uh, Shane Knighty wore, uh, he had a cool suit on last night. He also someone, he got a pin and it's the, it's the state of Nevada, but the, then there's, you know, the 58 stars on it for, uh, for the people that, uh, that died that that died uh, as a result of October one, and uh, it just it's it's been six years, and everyone's you know people around the NHL say that's not uh, that's not long enough, but a lot happens in six years, and a lot of that stuff was going through my mind, JT. Gary Lawless, the great broadcaster, TV and radio for the Vegas Golden Knights. So, how do you put this in perspective historically? All the teams that you covered and watched as a kid and then as a broadcaster and growing up playing as a kid and looking at all the great teams. We think of Gretzky and Lemieux and Guy Lafleur and the Islander team that I grew up following. This is different. This is an inaugural expansion team where the owner said, I'm going to do it in six years, and he did. In a town that people wondered, could this be a hockey town? How do we put it in perspective so early, knowing that this team will be back again and will compete for cups in the immediate future? Well, I want to say something about, you know, this this narrative out there that, you know, the Golden Knights fans, you know, Toronto Maple Leafs haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1967. The Vancouver Canucks have never won a Stanley Cup. There's, uh, I believe there's 11 teams, 11 active teams, including the Florida Panthers, never won a Stanley Cup. And there's, there's you know, other fan bases like to say, well, you know, you guys haven't, haven't suffered. You haven't waited long enough. Well, I would counter that by by saying actually they suffered more because for decades, while all these other places that were no more deserving of having an NHL team, Vegas was shut out. Vegas wasn't allowed to have a team for some logic that is that doesn't compute for me. It, because of the gambling, and you know, there's mm-hmm. gambling everywhere. You know what I mean. So, so if you were a kid in Vegas and you wanted to cheer for a hockey team, you had to go buy an Islanders shirt or a Blackhawks shirt or, 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 or God forbid, a Kings shirt. And then in later years, a San Jose Shark shirt. Couldn't get it. Couldn't get a, a, a jersey that had Vegas on the front of it. So who suffered more? Let me ask you that. I think the people of Vegas did. So, so this to me is. A, a culmination of a community, you know, starving for something, getting it, and then 
<clears throat> and then and then achieving it. And don't think it doesn't happen without the people of, of Las Vegas. Bill Foley's a rich guy. Rich guys don't get rich by giving money away. Bill Foley had an idea and invested, and then he asked the community to support it. This team spends over the cap every year uh, due to injuries or whatever. Like, if we get an injury, a long-term injury, we don't wait. Other teams are like, well, we'll, we'll try next year. No, we put the guy in LTIR, and then we go make a trade and bring in more cap. And as a result, you know, the, the salary, the cap is at $82 million. Foley will spend over 100 this year. Well, you know where that money comes from? It comes from the people that buy tickets, yeah. people that buy jerseys. This is Vegas' team. And uh, Bill Foley is the steward for sure. And he's, you know, he, he, he's the founder. Uh, he's the visionary. But he doesn't do this alone. Uh, you know, the, the people that put down two, three, ten, hundred thousand dollars every year to be part of this, this, this they, they need to take a bow today. Yeah, that's uh, that's the whole focus of my show is the fans, uh, the fans that deserve a pat on the back, and uh, I'm happy you pointed that out. I'll let you go. The parade's coming up. Should be pretty special in this town. Details are are coming out uh, here lightly, but the parade being on Saturday night in this city, just quickly, your expectations, you'll be on one of the floats or the buses, and to go down the strip, what's that going to mean to you as a broadcaster, a part of this community, and especially a hockey fan? Well, I was pretty late last night. <laughs> and I was sitting with Shane Knighty and Dave Gosher and their wives, Jennifer, McKella, and Christine. And I was looking around the table, and I, it just came to me. And I, I raised the glass, and I said, here's the taking chances. Mm-hmm. Dave Gosher was the play-by-play voice of the Boston Bruins. Shane Knighty was uh, doing national TV work up in Canada. I had a pretty good gig myself. And uh, we all decided to come here on a, not knowing what this was going to be. And last night we sat there, uh, as members of the Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup organization, and that, uh, that sunk home for me. And I'm sure I'll be, uh, you know, my little girl has now spent more time in Las Vegas. She moved here when she was, uh, when she was six. She's going to turn 13 this summer. She spent more time in Las Vegas than she has in her hometown of Winnipeg. She became a hockey player here. It's, uh, this is home. This is home. And, uh, and my, my hometown, my, my, the place I live, the place uh, where I work, the community, the place where I shop and play golf and hang out and have friends, they're, they're, they're a Stanley Cup champion place now. And, and they, get to, uh, they get to celebrate that uh, well, they celebrated the last night. I hope they do tonight. I hope Thursday and Friday and Saturday, too. Hell, I hope to celebrate all summer. I'm for sure. The studio's open for you maybe mid-July, heading into August. In between Raiders stuff, you can come in and we can do an hour. Just recapping and kind of like a podcast form, talk about the season and review what's going to happen in the offseason and happen next year. But uh, thanks for thanks for being here today. I really wanted to congratulate you in person on the air. You've meant a lot to my show. Your friendship means a lot. And always good to see you at the Fortress. I'll see you soon, my friend. Congrats. Thank you, JT. And thanks for coming into the booth uh, yeah. prior to the game the other night. Wishing us luck. Yeah. You gave us a little nudge. Appreciate that. <laughs> you got it. Thank you. Gary Lawless, hey, it's an honor. You got a press pass. You get a chance to go into the broadcast booth at your your flagship station that we work at and fist bump those guys. Uh, Gary Lawless is one hell of a broadcaster. And what, what a great storyteller, too. And you can tell he had a late night, maybe even a little bit later than mine. That's the monologue brought to you by PTs. They fuel the monologue. Wait till you see what they got going on as Vegas wins their first cup. The parade's going to be held Saturday at 7 p.m. In celebration, the Taverns will host a free commemorative cup toast at 7 p.m. as well as a very golden night happy hour, which is going to be unbelievable from noon to 2. We're going to be a part of that because we're doing a broadcast coming up on Friday, which I'll tell you about that. So it's going to be unbelievable. All we're going to be telling you about is our partnership with PTs. Best happy hour in town, 64 taverns. I want everybody at Golden Entertainment to hear this, from Blake to Steve to 
Ross, to everybody that I know behind the scenes, uh, the people who work behind the bar, the people who are the servers, work in the kitchens, everybody. I'm just telling you, thank you so much for this partnership. PT's was one of the first partners of the Vegas Golden Knights. And when you can sit back like we do at Lotus Broadcasting and congratulate as a partner, it means a lot. We're partners with the Raiders, the Golden Knights, all of these teams, UNLV here in town. But I want to give a big shout-out to PTs and Golden Entertainment for everything they've done from the Strat, Arizona Charlies, the Laughlin Entertainment Center, all of the taverns they have here in this town. Head on out to any PTs over this parade. Sit there and watch the parade if you're not going to it from a PTs and lift the glass and toast the Vegas Golden Knights. PTs fuels the monologue as we begin. Thanks to Gary Lawless. Rest of the show is going to be very fluid. Brian Slagle's going to join us. Wow, a rock god. Metal Blade, the CEO of Metal Blade. Huge hockey fan. Hopefully he jumps in. The Spanish voice of the Golden Knights. Jesus is in our building. Johnny Katz, who was up with the cup, I think, till the sun came up. He's going to have a good story. Zig Fercasi from NHL Radio going to join us in 10 minutes. And Vinny Bonsignor. How's that for a show? I got you today. Listen, it's a great story. Very, very grateful to get another opportunity to do it. Great group of guys. Thankful to George and Bill and Kelly for bringing me on board. I'm just here to do my job, and it, and it worked out well. So I tell you, it's an unbelievable feeling. Look at this. 20,000 people in here. Never forget it. How about that? Bruce Cassidy, congratulations to the head coach as he comes home and wins the cup here because this is his home as the coach of the Stanley Cup champs, Vegas Golden Knights. We're brought to you by Resorts World, the biggest, newest property here on the Strip. Scott Sabella, who I ran into last night, had a vision for sports at Resorts World. He does it as good as any major player in town. Thanks to Scott Sabella, who was there last night celebrating, along with Brian Slagle, kind enough to join us. He's the founder and CEO of Metal Blade Records, and he took me to a game earlier this year. And he was on NHL television. And, Brian, I know you're such a big hockey fan. How was it for you last night? Pretty surreal. Uh, you know, going into the season, I don't think any of us really expected the team to be this good. And then, so it, it just coming up to this whole thing, it's been like, wow, is this really happening? And being at the game and, you know, being at all the games uh, this year has just been, especially in the playoffs, it's been insane. Yeah, what did you think of the blow with this team? When did you realize? Because I thought they were going to win the Cup last year. They didn't make the playoffs. The year before, they were really close. This year coming in, I, I was rah-rah guy on the radio, but I'd be out of my mind with them not making the playoffs to say they were going to win the Cup. But about halfway through the season, after I went to about eight or nine games, they really looked like a Cup contender to me. When did it sink in with you that this team could win this year? Honestly, I didn't think it was really until they beat Edmonton because – the big question mark for me was in goal. You know, they're, I mean, Aiden Hill, who obviously played phenomenal, he's basically their fifth goaltender this year. Yeah, I don't want to say fifth string because he wasn't really that. But, you know, we didn't know what to expect and what to expect for him in the playoffs and how the team would play. But Bruce Cassidy's system is so incredible. And they play so structured defense that it makes it easy for really any goaltender to, to be in there because they see the shots. There's no tips. There's not a lot of traffic in front of him. He's able to see it. And once they beat Edmonton, I go, okay, now I think this team's going to actually win. Uh, Brian, before we wrap this up, and I appreciate a few minutes, what does this mean to hockey fans around the world? Because your job in music and being the CEO of Metal Blade and you travel the world and you discover bands and you know people in all different countries, when you travel around the world looking for new talent now and you wear a hockey shirt or people start talking to you about hockey, what are you going to tell them about Vegas? Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because already, you know, people all over the place are asking, like, what, there's a team in Vegas? Like, what's happening? And especially all my friends in Europe, you know, Sweden and everything. They're like, does it work there? I go, you don't understand. Like, this town was the largest city in the country that, had not, that did not have a pro sports team. So when we got here, everybody was ready. And then, you know, with the tragedy and everything that unfolded the first year and then going to the finals, I mean, it's entrenched here. And it's a hockey town now. And they have so many friends here who were never into the sport, never watched it. You know, one of my buddies, Chris Kale from Five Finger Death Punch, didn't know anything about hockey, never watched it. Went to the, one of the first ever nights 
home games and fell in love with the sport. And now he not only just loves the Knights, he loves the entire sport. So it's really been galvanizing for the street. And I think it's just a great testament to what an amazing sport this is that you can come into a town like this where people don't expect it to be big. And now it's huge, and they win Stanley Cup in six years. Hey, Brian, before you go, go, tell us about your book, where everybody can pick it up, all the music fans out there, but these new hockey fans too. Yeah, I talk a lot about uh, hockey in the book as well. It's called Swimming the Blade. It's my second book now. Just more stories about, you know, Metal Blade Records fans and other bands like Iron Maiden and Metallica and a whole bunch of stuff. You can get it at MetalBlade.com, Amazon, or anywhere where books are sold. And lastly, how late did you go last night? You shut it down early, or did you, did you watch the sun come up? No, no, I didn't watch the sun come up, but uh, we were out at uh, Cosmo until probably about uh, 2.15 in the morning, I think. It was an inc- it is incredible to watch the city celebrate a big event, and I'm sure you're going to be at the parade or try to be a part of it? Yeah, it was super fun last night, and yeah, it was, it was great to be out there. And I'm happy that the city was calm and nothing crazy happened, like you know what happened in Denver, unfortunately. So yeah. it was good. And yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, now that they announced the parade, I'm trying to figure out where... Uh, Where's a good place to watch it? So, yeah, I'll be down there somewhere. You got it, Brian. Thanks for doing this, man. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. You got it, man. Thank you so All much. All right. That's me. Brian Slagle joining us, the CEO and founder of Metal Blade. Really good book, really good backstory. And he took me to a game this year with my buddy Panos over at the Raiders because he's been listening to my show for a while and he had great seats. And we sat there and we talked hockey all night, became friends, and uh, texted him today, said, Let's hear from you because he knows hockey. This guy knows hockey. I started my career with this guy in Vegas on Sports Fan Radio Network. Worked with him on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Does a lot of work with NHL Radio, NFL Radio. We all know Zig Fricasse. And Zig, special night here. I wish you could be out here to celebrate with us, but I wanted to have you on as a hockey servant. How did it look on TV watching Vegas bring home the cup? My man, great to be with you as always, JT. To me, it looked like it was for the entire series, Sands for... Game four, Vegas was clearly the dominant team throughout, the better balanced team, the healthier team, uh, the better coached team. So it was a, a complete job by Bruce Cassidy and the Vegas Golden Knights, balanced scoring. It was great to see for the team. And now I feel vindicated, my friend. Years ago, people laughed when I said it was going to be a hockey town. It is now, my man. Yeah, it is a hockey town, and your background in hockey is really strong. And when Florida came back to beat the Bruins, when we saw that, everybody started to shake their head and go, wait a second, how the hell did that happen? And then they kept winning. Do you think the layoff, because that's what everybody's been talking about out here with their goaltender, the layoff that long might have gave Vegas the advantage to jump on them early and kind of put the series away early, even though Florida had a little bit of fight, and then they got dominated last night. What was the difference with that Florida team that beat the Bruins and this Florida team that got beat pretty handily last night? Well, there was a few things. One, I mean, you could you could make an argument, JT, that the Panthers beat the three best teams. All due respect to Vegas, all due respect to the Western Conference, uh, they beat the three best teams in the NHL throughout the regular season. So... I think there's something to the fact that they weren't able to really regain that mojo. I mean, they played a good two periods in game one, withered in the third, got blown out, of course, in you know game number two, and you know basically had their their issues throughout the rest of the series. And then you know, I mean, poor Matthew Kachuk, the guy, the ringleader of this whole team, you know, fractured sternum. I mean, the poor kid couldn't even get out of bed for goodness sakes, let alone play a hockey game, and then uh, their star defenseman, Ekblad, uh, multiple injuries, too. And I think Bob lost a little bit of his mojo. But, you know, it's all said and done, JT. I thought Vegas had the perfect time off. Was it four days between the Western Conference final and all that, as opposed to the nine that the Panthers, it seemed like, uh, were waiting forever. So I think in the final analysis, um, the better coach team came through in the end, and I think the Panthers probably just ran out of gas. And when your top guy's hurting, uh, that doesn't help the cause. Zig for Cassie as we wrap it up. Zig, I think it's insane that Cassidy got fired. I think it's insane Gerard Gallant got fired by the Rangers. You know all the coaches better than me that get fired. And for Cassidy to turn this around and win a cup here, is it going to stop this in this sport where someone can get to the conference finals or the Stanley Cup final and then get fired not only the next year or two years from there and everybody's going to calm down and other owners are going to say, look what they did in Vegas, getting a guy who could have won multiple cups in Boston. 
Yeah, I mean, well, that's this uh, the cyclical business. I mean, we're even seeing that now uh, in the NBA. I mean, Budenholzer won a title two years ago with the Bucks, and then he's out on the streets. So uh, basketball is not immune. I, I think it was just one of those things, JT, where uh, in Boston it, it was clear that um, some of the players tuned him out. And as it turned out, I mean, Montgomery did a fabulous job with the greatest record and all that in the regular season, but we saw in the playoffs uh, he got exposed a little bit. And think of a guy like Pete DeBoer. The guy's not stupid. He took the Stars after leaving Vegas. He takes them to the Western Conference Finals. So maybe Cassidy had a little bit of a different message. Obviously, a healthier Jack Eichel helped. Obviously, you know, Mark Stone being back was big, too. And the way that they handled that goalie shuffle, I thought was outstanding. So Cassidy's long been one of the best coaches, JT. Now he's got a cup to validate that he is indeed one of the best coaches. Hey, Zig, two players before we wrap it up. Jonathan Marceseau winning the Conn Smythe and what that does for his legacy. And Mark Stone, who you touched on. Mark Stone, there were a lot of critics in this town wondering if his best years were behind him, if they'd have to keep him healthy just to have him for the postseason, why he was sitting out so long. He got a hat trick last night. He's the captain, and he grabbed the cup from the commissioner. I mean, this was a legacy play, not only for the Vegas Golden Knights, but some of these players that played for other organizations. How'd you say it? Well, how about Marcheseau? He got a little bit of sweet revenge against his former team, yeah. the Florida Panthers. So, you know, and that that was one of those deals. Vegas capitalized on making those trades uh, the first year that they were in existence. And with Mark Stone, I mean, it was painful to watch early in the playoffs, JT, because teams knew that his back was compromised. So they were popping him there, you know, maybe borderline illegal cross-check hits and everything like that. But he stood through it. The guy was always a great leader in Ottawa. I just think he needed a time to shine. And when he was healthiest and when they needed him most, he produced like the captain he is. So that is a legacy for both of those players. Good talking to you, my friend. I'm on all day Sunday on Mad Dog. I'm doing a four-hour nice. four hour Father's Day shift. So maybe I'll play a portion of this. Because, uh, you know, they, they, they make me do those shows solo, man. I, I don't have three or four co-hosts, and I know you're a solo <laughs> guy, too. So I'm going to play a portion of this on Sunday. And thanks for checking in with me, man, because I was thinking of you. You have a big impact on my life and my career, and I remember those hockey conversations we had back in the day. So I'll talk to you soon off the air, and thanks for doing this. All right, buddy. Always blessed to be with you, JT. You got it. There he is, Zig Fricasi. When we come back, a quick conversation with the Spanish voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. What a story we have here for you And Lotus Broadcasting and a guy living the dream. You, you got to hear this story when we come back. Hey, we're thanking all of our proud partners because if you're partnering with me, you're partnering with the Vegas Golden Knights, and they won the Stanley Cup. Thanks to Remy Martin. I always say this, Remy Martin, team up for excellence. Well, how about the Vegas Golden Knights? Remy Martin, Stanley Cup champs. Well, the message to me is simply it hurts to win. You know, that, that's what happens. Look at Petro last night, right? He took some shots, played through it, drew some penalties, and that's a bit of hockey this time of year. He's a guy who plays a lot of minutes, so he's won a Stanley Cup. I think he knows sort of what happens. Um, so tremendous discipline on his, on his uh, part last night and, and a number of our guys. Bruce Cassidy, we're playing a lot of sound from him as we're celebrating the Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup. JT, back with you, brought to you by Modelo. I want to thank all of our partners on this celebratory show and day. Steve Gomez, the entire team of Modelo, proud partner. I hope you tipped a Modelo last night. Everybody enjoyed it. I'll have my bucket of Modelos on Friday thinking of the Stanley Cup. Jesus Lopez is kind enough to join us here, and he is the Spanish voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. First off, my friend, congratulations. It must have been one of the great nights of your life last night. Thank you very much, JT, for having me. Yes, it was. It was. I'm living in a dream, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I want to begin for our audience that might not know how you came here and your backstory and why you had to leave Mexico. Well, uh, my family has been in the pizza business for uh, 45 years or so, and uh, we grew very well. And uh, my family was targeted by one of the cartels, and they tried to kidnap my daughter a couple of times. And uh, the second time I said this is it because uh, they wanted to force my daughter to 
give away, give my son, my little kid to them, otherwise they will kill my wife. They will describe how my wife was dressing up to my daughter, you know, and they will describe where she was. And uh, they just uh, gave the most horrible threats to my, my daughter. And uh, it's at that very moment I said, this is it, you know, I have to leave everything behind. So I left uh, my beautiful home in Mexico, you know, and business and everything and started a new life here in the United States. And I always kept my eyes open for a good opportunity just to, you know, uh, being able to give my kids back their life uh, to normal you know we had a nice decent life you know the kind of life that you get if you're you know a working family so you have a successful big business in mexico and the drug cartels not only were coming after you they were really coming after you they were hunting you down and using your family and you were able to get out just in time i mean we're talking days and months and Till you finally pull the trigger and come to America here. Now you're the voice of the Golden Knights. I mean, yeah. this is a story of a documentary here. Your life was on the line and your family's life was on the line. It was. Uh, it took us three days to leave everything behind. You know, after the last attempt they did on my on my son, uh, that was enough for me. I said, you know, I'm not going to deal with this. And and uh, the amount of money that this guy asked you is uh, ridiculous. You know, and uh, uh, I wasn't uh, accumulating any any kind of wealth or anything. You know. We just were growing, opening more stores all mm-hmm. over the state of Jalisco, where I'm from. So uh, it was tough. It was it yeah. wasn't easy, you know. All of a sudden, you find yourself with your family in one room, renting a room here in Las Vegas, and with a fresh new start. It wasn't easy, but it was totally worth it, you know. Jesus Lopez is our guest. He's the voice of the Golden Knights on the Spanish side. So how'd you get this gig? How'd you become a broadcaster having this success and then coming here under those terms? Well, I went to school in Mexico for, I took anthropology as base for journalism at Universidad de Guadalajara. So this friend of mine was a general manager for the cable system in my state. It was, I went with him uh, to, to school and he asked me, hey, if you do the sports show on TV for me, I'll give you all of the advertising for your pizza places for free. So it was a trade, qui pro quo. And uh, so I did. And at uh, one time, I, um, I heard about this convention in Las Vegas for a broadcaster. So I came just for the fun of it, right? But I met people from uh, ESPN, uh-huh. Deportes, and, and uh, I never knew that I will take one of those cards to make a call, like just saying, you know what? I need to get out of here. Save me. Just get me a job. So I did. And that's how it worked. Um, that's why I ended up doing this. And then, you know, uh, within uh, uh, five, uh, six years, I heard Mr. Bill Foley because we had this uh, video call. He was in New Zealand, I believe, when he mm-hmm. announced that he was going to partner with the Lotus uh, Broadcasting Organization. And uh, I heard when he said, I'm going to get involved, uh, the Hispanics on this, and that's why we partnership with... It was one of the reasons why they partnership with Lotus Broadcasting because you guys have Spanish you know, sports station. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see anything. I walked into the edit bay to start uh, sending uh, demos to them. And, demos. And demos, yeah. And then uh, Tony Bonici, uh, uh, yeah. he, he says, you know what, why don't you do your uh, a soccer call? Because I did soccer for a long time and I call fights. And and uh, and I start calling the goals, you know, go! You know, the <laughs> and and, and uh, he liked it. And then he sent that last memo to them and the Vegas Golden Knights um, gave me the chance. Jesus Lopez is our guest. He's in studio. I see him in the building all the time. He's the voice of the Golden Knights on the Latino side. So very quickly here before the top of the hour, you had to learn the sport, the tradition of the sport, the original six, the rivalries. Now you'll walk into any building the rest of your life as the voice of the Golden Knights on a championship Stanley (laughs) Cup team. I mean, how proud are you for that and your family if you tell you the cartels run you out of Mexico and in a short period of time you have this new legacy? You know what? I, uh, I'm, I'm really proud of what uh, I've done. But, yeah. you know, the most significant part is that being able to show your kids that you are a good person, that's all that matters. And, and you know, the fact that the things that they tell me uh, every time that they see something, uh, it's uh, very compensating for me. That's the greatest thing in life. But, you know... Uh, last night when I walked into the ice and I was able yeah. to, uh, you know, lift up that cup, 
Uh, first, I made sure that I was, uh, you know. Uh, I the, saw the video. It I was waited, incredible. You know? <laughs> so you felt it. I saw you I lift the cup up. And when you got the cup over your head, uh, you were screaming something. You were so yeah. happy to be on the ice there as the voice of the Golden Knights and to have the cup over your head. Amazing, huh? <laughs> yeah, I said that. Uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights campeones de la Copa Stanley, you know. And then go, Knights, go. Yes, it was a very special moment, you know, and uh, as part of uh, – my career on uh, communications, this is the most Well, that's moment. a highlight to anybody's <laughs> career. Bobby, you have the call here. Uh, let's play the call from last night on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Dos, uno, somos campeones, señores. La Copa Stanley es de Las Vegas. Somos campeones. Este equipo está haciendo historia. Un equipo que le quitara una cicatriz profunda al equipo a la ciudad de Las Vegas. Increíble lo que se vive en este momento en la Cibo Florida de Las Vegas, Nevada. Señores, Increíble, señores. Grande para Increíble. Todo el de pensaron como campeones. Hoy salieron pensando en la Copa Stanley. Salieron pensando que iban a jugar una final. Salieron convencidos de que no había necesidad de dos juegos más. Y aquí está la gran respuesta. That is so cool. Thanks for sharing this with us. Uh, the parade's coming up. I'm sure you're going to be a big part of that. I don't even know the plan yet. I talked to Natalie earlier. I'm going to reach out to Tony and everybody who's in the building to be a part of this, to be a part of Lotus Broadcasting, especially the job that you do as the Latino voice of this team. I'm sure you can't wait for the parade, huh? Yeah, no, it's, I know. It seems like it's going to happen on Saturday at yeah. 7, mm-hmm. uh, probably. And uh, But you know what? Being on the road with the team, I yeah. learned I learned a lot about the sport, the passion, because I went to Winnipeg, I went to uh, Edmonton. They asked me in Edmonton in one radio station, so the Latino community is very familiar with that logo, and I told them, what logo? This is not a logo, I told them. This is a shield, a shield that protects our city, that kept our city together after what happened in October the 1st. So it's more than a logo. That was my answer. This is an interview I will not forget. Uh, you <laughs> shared with me your history of coming to this country, I'm proud to call you a friend, and I don't know what you're going to do next, but I know it's going to be great. So thanks for doing this, and continued success, my friend. Thank you, JT. Congratulations. Thank you for having me. Thank Thank you you very much. Jesus Lopez, the Latino-Spanish voice of the world champion, Stanley Cup champion, Golden Knights. Brian Slagle joined us. Zig Fercasi. Gary Lawless. How did I put this show together with Bobby in the morning? I had double alarm set up today. Double. And my in-laws are coming in town tonight. I got the in-laws coming in. I got to help clean up the house when I get back. That's a hell of an hour. Bobby put it all together. Vinny Bonsignor, we got some significant Raider news coming up here in about five minutes. Stick around for that.